Are you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply? Then you, lovely person, are in the right place because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's great that you found us. I hope that you're having a good day. I hope that this week is going well for you and I hope the sun's shining in your world. Now today I'm going to be talking a little bit more about blogging because I'm a really big fan of free. Now free is definitely my favorite price point which is why so many of the marketing ideas that I share are exactly that, completely free to you and blogging is no exception to this. When I first started out as a counsellor back in the day, I mean, I was a counsellor for 14 years and I've not been a counsellor for two or three years now. So it's quite a long time ago. When I first started out, I was a single parent with a part time job. So I didn't have a load of cash sitting around waiting to invest in my business. Everything I did was either free or at a really low price point. And I started blogging because it was free and I continued blogging because it it works, you know, and I've always loved blogging. It appeals to me because I'm an introvert, so I can connect with people and help people whilst hiding behind a page, which, you know, it appeals to me. I do enjoy writing, though. I mean, I've always kind of enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed reading. Though, you know, if you don't like writing, you could always start a podcast or or video. You know, you don't have to write. When I'm talking about blogging, really, it's producing any content at all, really. So blogging something that I'm going to be focusing on more and more within the Grow Your Private Practice membership, because I think it's part of the therapy rebrand movement. And if you don't know what that is, go and check out episode 65, which is called Does Therapy Need a Rebrand? And I talk a little bit more about, you know, the therapy rebrand movement. It's kind of about elevating therapy in the eyes of the public, basically. Because if I can help more therapists to write, if I can help more people to blog, then more people get help and the counselling profession's elevated too. And that ultimately goes on to make it so that more people are going to access therapy. So blogging is something that I feel really passionately about. I think it's like I say, it's free. It's you know, it, it's, it can be fun. It can be interesting to do and it's suitable for most people. And if you sat there thinking or stood there or walking or whatever, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I can't write, Jane. Well, I would say, look, if you can talk, you can write. You know, this isn't an article. I'll talk about that in a a little while. But yeah, so I think that blogging is an underutilized skill within the therapeutic community. And I think that collectively we're all missing a trick. Because if you can imagine when somebody's searching for a therapist and they land on your website, if it has blogs that are going to be interesting and helpful, 
that's going to make you a really more, you know, an attractive choice. And you're going to stand out from the other counsellors that don't have that. It, it's a chance really to let people know that you're knowledgeable, to let people know that you, you know what you're talking about without having to sort of, you know, show off or anything like that. Because I know it feels really awkward, doesn't it? Trying to say to people, look, I'm really good at this because I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with us. So writing a blog is a way of, of doing that it's a way of showing your your knowledge it's a way of showing your authority without ever having to sort of say that you're an expert so yeah it's got a lot going for it now if you're interested in blogging but you don't really know where to start the grow your private practice membership has a course called blogging with confidence and this takes you step by step from you know what even is a blog to how to format your posts and how to promote them too. So it it holds your hand through the whole process. And a while ago, I produced something, a workshop called Let's Blog. And it was an interactive workshop. And what I did, did, I got members to come along and it was interactive. It meant that we we went through writing their very first blog step-by-step. And this was really, really popular because not only did we write a blog, you could also ask any questions as we went along. And the beauty of it as well was you didn't even have to think of a subject. So I gave you two subjects, two subjects and said, like, you know, pick one of these. And then you could just go ahead and write this blog. And I was there to help you. So basically, I've decided to do more of these to look at different types of blog posts and actually help people to get them written. Because if you're wanting to blog but you don't know how to start sometimes just getting something down on paper is 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 enough to sort of get that that flow going and so you know then I'm going to be doing this more regularly now the next one I'm doing is the 21st of October and we're going to be looking at how to write a list post so if you need a hand come and join us you'll be very welcome just check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk or just contact me if you've got any questions so yeah I really love a blog, but there are some tips that are going to make a massive difference to the success of your blog, because let's face it, if you're going to go to the time and effort of writing a blog, you want as many people as possible to benefit from it. So here are some common mistakes that I see therapists making and how you can fix them, because just some small tweaks are going to make a massive difference. Okay, so the first thing is to be sure to write a compelling headline. Now, the purpose of the headline is to get the reader to read the first line of the blog. It's as simple as that. In this busy world, for someone to click through and read a blog, they want to know what's in it for me. So we have to tell them. So if you if you think about it yourself, if you're scrolling through social media and somebody's put, put on something that says, come and check out my latest blog. Would you click through? Well, the chances are no, because you don't know what the blog's about. You don't know what you're going to get from it. You don't, you know, you've got to think what's in it for me. So for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't click through just on the off chance. It might be something for me. So people need to know what the blog's going to be about. And so it's really important to write a headline that really lets people know that. So when it comes to headlines, I suppose the the important thing to remember is that clear beats clever, like every single time. So you might, I mean, I've done in the past, I'm trying to think, I can't think of any offhand, but in the past, I know I've written something that I've thought was a really clever headline. 
And I've thought, yeah, I've been really, really proud of it. But they don't really work very well because although they might look good, if people don't instantly know what a post is about and what's in it for them, then they're just not going to click through. And it just takes seconds for people decide to decide whether they want to click through or not. So let's make it really, really clear why they should t- take a read of something that you've written. And this is another reason why having a niche really helps, because then you can be more specific so that you're going to appeal more to your ideal clients. So let's have a look at some sort of examples. So you could write a blog and call it how to reduce stress. But for me, that doesn't tell us enough. It doesn't say who that blog post is about, who it's for, what it's going to cover, what you're going to get out of reading it. So if somebody's scrolling through social media, would they take the time to click through and just check whether it's right for them? Or will they just keep scrolling? Because these days, people will probably just keep scrolling. If they don't see that there's a point in it for them, they're going to keep scrolling. So how about this? Instead of how to reduce stress, say how to reduce stress on your way to work. Okay, so that's better, isn't it? Because that's letting readers know that it's about reducing work stress. But how about this? Stressed business owner, three simple steps to reduce stress before work. So the fact that you've started it saying stressed business owner makes it really clear that you're writing for business owners. And then three simple tips to reduce stress before work makes it really clear what they're going to learn. So it makes it clear what the post is about and more of the right people are going to click through to read it. So, yeah, try to make sure that the headline of your blog is going to appeal to the reader. The second thing that I would suggest is to make sure that you have a really clear purpose for the blog. So before you even write a word, take 10 minutes to plan your post. And this is going to save you an absolute ton of time in the long run. So what I do is I'll sit there. I tend to do it by hand to start with. I'll sit there with a piece of paper and this I'll often do this at a coffee shop, actually. And I'll just run through what what the blog post is going to be about. and What is the key takeaway? So what is the overall message that you're trying to convey? And then I would plan it out in sections. So there needs to be an opening section with a hook. And the hook there is basically something that's going to encourage people to read more. And then there's the main section. And in the main section, I would brainstorm the points that I want to cover. Then there's a conclusion and then there's a call to action. So you need to let people know what do you think they should make do next? And this is exactly what I've done with this podcast. I basically sat down and I knew that I wanted to help people with, you know, getting more people to read their blogs. And I just wrote down, you know, I sat and I did some bullet points of what the different things are that would help. And then I filled them in. So this is exactly the way that I do it. So, yeah, you plan it out in sections and then basically just fill those sections in. Now, the third thing is to remember that the blog is not about you. Your blog should be totally focused on your reader. And what I mean by that is there should be loads more sentences that talk about you and a lot less that talk about I. So an example of this is when I start something new, I always feel a little bit anxious. Now, the reader, to be honest, isn't really bothered about you. You know, that's 
that's the, that's the harsh truth, at least not at this stage. What they're interested in is what you're writing. So they need to be drawn in a little bit first. So rather than talk about, you know, how you feel when you start something new, which they're not really interested in, it would be more useful to say something like, did you ever feel anxious when starting something new? If you said yes, then you're certainly not alone. So can you see the difference there? So the person that's reading that, because it's being directed to them. So did you ever feel anxious when starting something new? That's speaking to them directly. So they'll think to themselves, yes, I do. So they're more likely to read more. Because remember, they're only reading this because there's something in it for them. And can you also see that in the second example, it was a lot more chatty, which kind of leads me on to the next point, which is to keep your blog post conversational. It's hardly surprising, is it, that as a therapist, that it, we can end up sounding a little bit more formal and, you know, the blogs can sound more like a formal article Given the number of formal articles that we've written over time, you know, when you think of all the training that we've done and what we've had to write in that training, it's not surprising that we are used to writing in that way. But the truth is a blog is not an article. It's basically a written conversation. So in the example that I had previously, the example was to say, did you ever feel anxious starting something new? Well, if you said yes, then you're certainly not alone. So you can see that what I've written there is very casual. It's very chatty. It's very easy to read. You know, it sounds like I'm just asking somebody that personally. Also, it's important to not sound either teachy or preachy. So what do I mean by that? So in the counselling room, we don't want to take the role of the teacher. We don't want to be telling people what to do. And it's the same in a blog post. So the more that you can make something, you know, very casual and chatty and easy to read, the less likely that that's going to happen. Now, I'm often asked by people, how do you find your own voice when it comes to blogging? And the truth is, it just comes with practice. But that said, I actually have a really simple way of being more conversational with your posts. And this is something I do like all the time. So that is simply read your post out loud. OK, and I mean out loud. I don't mean just read it in your head. Actually read your post out loud, because when you hear yourself saying a word or a phrase or a sentence, it'll be really clear and obvious if it doesn't feel like you. And then you can go back and you can change it so it does sound like you. Now, like I say, I still do this and it makes a world of difference. So go on, give that a go. It will work for you. And another little tip is to tr drop the psycho babble. We don't need big words. We don't need clever words. Not because the reader won't understand them. The, your reader is going to be an intelligent person but it just makes it easier to consume. And remember, the blog post is all about connection. And this makes it easier for people to connect with what they're reading and therefore connect with you. So, you know, don't use counsellor words. Don't use long words when you can use a short word. Um, just be really careful about that. So the next one, number five, is formatting. Now, the internet is a really busy place. And the truth is, people are lazy. I mean, we all are. So imagine this. If you land on a blog and it's like a big block of text, how does that feel? Well, I know for me, it makes me feel completely overwhelmed 
and it just puts me off reading it. So I just wouldn't even read it. I click away. And given that so much is consumed on a mobile now, just a couple of sentences can appear like a big block of text on there on that tiny little screen. Also, the way people consume content online is different. People like to skim read and get to the bits that they find interesting. So I think it's important that we make it easy for them. So be sure to format your blog posts. It really is worth the time. So things like having white space around your text. So that can be achieved by having lots of line breaks. I tend to have very, very short paragraphs, which wouldn't be okay in a book. But when it comes to like reading something online, it makes it really easy for people to read it. So if you have a look at any of my blogs, you'll see very short paragraphs, sometimes only one or two sentences there. And a really, really simple thing to do is to change the size of your text. If text is too small, I might just click away. So, you know, just check the text is a reasonable size. Now, these are all really simple things to do. And if you haven't done them before, it might take a little bit of practice to do it. But look, if, you, if you've trained to be a counsellor, you've probably used Word to write your homework and to write your essays. So you've already got an understanding of formatting. And when it comes to formatting a blog post, it's pretty much the same thing. So number six is to be consistent. Yeah, I know. Yes, yawn. <laughs> Not consistency again. Well, yes, I am going to talk about consistency because consistency really is king when it comes to blogging. I know it's boring, but it's true. But if consistency is king, quality over quantity is queen. So it's far better to have a quality post that goes out every single month than to post three haphazard posts altogether and then not post again for ages. And this is also great for your SEO. So SEO, if you don't know what SEO is, it's SEO stands for search engine optimization. And it's basically about letting Google and other search engines know who you are and who you help and what you do so that they know what searches to show you in. So all blogging is really, really good for SEO. And blogging consistently and regularly is going to be great as well. Okay, so get into the habit of maybe posting once a month and make it a part of your marketing, basically. And the next one is to have a clear call to action. So a call to action or a CTA um, is something that you should have at the end of every single blog post. Now, when you think about somebody's just read a whole blog post, that means they're clearly interested in what you have to say. So don't leave them hanging. Always give them a next step to take. So it could be something like, if this has resonated with you, why not give me a call and see how I can help? And then either give them your contact details or link to your contact page. Or you could say something like, if you struggle with you know, whatever you talked about in the blog and you're ready for change, contact me now. Just click here and have a link again to your contact page. So all of your blogs need to have a clear call to action to let people know what the next thing is to do. And the next thing to do at the end of a blog is to contact you. Okay. And the next thing is really to share, share and share again. Now, I enjoy writing blog posts, but let's be honest, they take time and they take effort. Yes, you're definitely going to get quicker as you get more experience. So if, you, if you're just starting out, you know, expect it to take longer. But, you know, the more that you do it, you get into a routine, it becomes easier to do. 
but it's always going to take some time and effort to do, even if you can write them very quickly. Always share your blog post more than you feel comfortable with. Why? Why do you do this? Well, it's because not everybody's going to see it when you first post it. You know, on social social media, only a small percentage of your followers are going to get to see your posts. So post it more than once. Post it several times. Anybody who's already seen it will just scroll past. It won't matter, but it gives you more of a chance of people getting to see it. And one of the brilliant things about blog posts is that they can be repurposed. So that means you write one one blog post and you can turn it into lots of different things. So you could take a quote out of it and make it into a quote image. You could do a live broadcast, you know, talking about what you talk about in your blog post. You could turn it into an Instagram story. You could do a, a, a reel about it. You could turn it into a separate social media post. To be honest, there's so much that could be done to reshare it and don't forget that in a few months you could share it all again so it's not a case of you write a blog post and it just sits gathering dust on your website you can keep sharing it you can keep taking extracts from it from it and use it over and over again and that makes your social media strategy easier as well and the last thing and I think this is really really important Enjoy the process. Get into the routine of writing and make it really enjoyable if you can. Because one of the great things about writing is that you can literally do it anywhere. So if you take your kids to the park, you can be making a few notes there. In actual fact, when I was training to be a counsellor, like I say, I was a single parent at the time, my kids were young. So Most of my homework was done in a kid's play area because it was a chance where I knew that the kids were safe, the kids were happy and I could sit and write. Now, it was really noisy. It was I was surrounded by like loads of kids screaming and crying and it was very noisy. But I did a lot of my homework there because it was a place that I could go. And, it, you know, like I say, it meant, meant that the kids were safe and busy and I had just that space to then concentrate. So these days, I like to take myself off to a pub or a cafe with a pad and pencil and write. Now, I do this for lots of reasons, but ultimately, one of the reasons is it gets me out of the house. You know, it really helps me to just leave these four walls and I get more inspiration because I don't get distracted by those everyday things like, oh, I really should do that washing up or, you know, hearing the sound of the beep of my washer finishing. And I think, well, I better go and put those clothes out. So it means that I can just focus on my writing and it means that I can just have some lunch or have a bit of cake or something like that. And I like to go out. I usually go out once a week now. And yeah, it's a really great thing to do. So I'd highly recommend it if you have the chance. And if you enjoy writing and you get into the routine of writing every month, you can always up it and write twice a month. You know, that's that's twice as good, isn't it? So there you are, nine tips to get more readers onto your blog. So we've taken a look at the importance of having a compelling headline. We've looked at how important it is to have a clear purpose. We've looked at how to make the blog post all about the reader and how to keep the blog post conversational and chatty to keep it informal. We've looked at the importance of formatting your blog post so it's easy for people to read and easy for people to skim. And also consistency. Yeah, yeah, I know it's boring, but it's important. 
I've also talked about having a clear call to action at the end of every blog post and how it's important to share more than you feel comfortable with. And last, but definitely not least, enjoy the process. Now, I really hope that this has given you a few ideas for getting your blog posts seen more. And you can always go into previous blog posts and tweak them and then reshare them. So that's an easy way of getting some more stuff out there. And of course, if you need any help with blogging, just come and join us in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. It'd be lovely to see you there. So that's all for now. I'd absolutely love if you'd come and connect with me over on social media. You'll find me on Instagram. It's at Grow Your Private Practice or on LinkedIn. If you look for Jane Travis, it's Jane without a Y. Come and say hi. I'd love to hear from you. And remember to hit subscribe so you never miss a show. So that's it. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.